You're listening to Nursing Review Radio. I'm health editor Dallas Bastian, and I'm joined by Australian Red Cross aid worker and nurse Kerry Page, who has recently returned from South Sudan after continuing her work heading up health and medical operations for International Red Cross. Welcome, Kerry. Good morning, Dallas. What role has Australia been playing in South Sudan over the past couple of years? Well, I've been working with the um, International Committee of Red Cross in South Sudan, and the ICRC has been in South Sudan for many, many years with um, various health programs. After the signing of the Comprehensive Peace Agreement, uh, health programs reduced, but with the upsurge of um, conflict since 2013, we've increased health programs uh, considerably. What has your recent work there involved and how did it come about? Well, it's really it's come about because of this renewed conflict, um, internal conflict that has necessitated uh, a much increased response to health, including primary health care um, and in particular surgical care for the many wounded um, on both sides of the conflict. So we have been um, responding in that, uh, mostly in those aspects, but we also have a response for uh, conflict-related sexual violence, for uh, physical rehabilitation, particularly for people who have lost limbs, uh, for health in uh, detention, places of detention. Uh, Also, particularly healthcare in danger has been a big focus in South Sudan. And we've had quite a big program there, which is not just, doesn't include just the Red Cross, but it also is to work with the military, also with uh, the Ministry of Health and with other non-government organisations as well. Australian Red Cross has just co-signed a new international joint statement to protect hospitals and health workers. What protection do you hope this action offers for nurses working in conflict areas or war zones? Well, I think what, you know, for, for nurses and health staff, initially what we have, they have to be aware of is their roles and responsibilities in health facilities and what particularly from the national staff point of view, what they should be doing, um, what rights that they have, um, that they need to be neutral in themselves. So it's, you know, there's a role for the health staff as well um, to protect these uh, units and also to be neutral, which, you know, when you're actually in conflict is not always so easy because, you know, you're, you maybe belong to the to the conflict, you know, your family and friends are fighting, you know, for the uh, conflict. So, you know, they have to realise that they have to, you know, they have to be neutral as well. Um, And, of course, this, we've done a lot of work on this in South Sudan with health staff, and I can really see some positive um, responses to this. 
What are some of the experiences you've had in South Sudan that have, have stuck with you? Well, recently we had um, uh, a uh, workshop with doctors and nurses from two of the major hospitals in um, Juba, which is the capital of South Sudan. And we introduced the concept of healthcare in danger at that um, particular workshop and there was a huge huge um, interest among staff on how they uh, needed support to introduce different um, protective actions for their hospitals. What drives health professionals like yourself to potentially face dangerous situations overseas and and move into those environments? I think, you know, I think maybe a lot of us started for a sense of adventure or something new. I think as you go on and you do more and more of this work, you realise that um, initially, you know, it's very important to look after yourself and to be aware. So you can rely on your organisation to a certain degree to um, to be aware of what's going on and to provide security for your work. However, there is always you know, something that can go wrong and um, one needs to be aware themselves. You, know, you as an individual needs to be needs to be aware of what is happening, what's what's happening in the area, and uh, that take some responsibility for protection of yourself um, as well as you know, the other people that you're working with. But why do we do it? Um, I guess the needs are so high and there's so many people suffering that it's not something I think about to a big degree. It's something that this is what I do and this I don't think so much about the security what other pieces of advice do you have for people who are looking to work in conflict areas? Well, I think they have to think about their own security, why they want to do it. They have to it's not a romantic work. It's hard, you work long hours, you often live in very difficult conditions. Um, it, it's not a nine to five job. You have to think you know that the needs of the people are great and do you really want to do this? I mean, it's not romantic. It's not easy. You have to, I think, also keep your family involved. So for advice, I don't know. I think you you really have to look at why you want to do it and make a decision. Um, but it's not romantic work. But there's certainly a lot of people who need support.